0: says a mama
1: you're light on your
0: feet
1: says a mama you got that nature
2: Says
1: it as a mama you got running running off the street says it as a mama I do the tango Mama, let yourself, go. Says, say, says oh,
2: let yourself go.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Sassy
2: Mama podcast, where we are still trying to find the magic in mommyhood. Yeah, so last week I had a xylophone. They shot that down, but I think... No, we did not. ...edition. It was like...
1: (laughs) You forgot
2: Um, to bring it. No, it's in my pack. Cool. Right, so
1: we are here, Kaya and Sophia and sarah and we're joined by the gorgeous shani who is not only a very good friend but also a midwife uh, and we are going to be talking about birth stories and a little bit about our own but also
2: shani's experiences as a mom and as a midwife yeah all the gory details can i just say that when i said hi to her and we haven't met before i, I shook her hand then i was like no i need to give you a hug and i'm like Can I cry by the way, or should I save it till the end? She just has this warm, welcoming. Aw. Thank you. Smiley, like really. That's why she is here,
0: because she's the best. So, how do we. There's so much to say,
1: (laughs) right? In terms of birth stories. But today, have a little chat about our own experiences. So,. I can tell you a bit about my three quick birth stories.
3: Yes, Um, quick being the operative word with the last one. (laughs) Oh my goodness, yeah. So
1: I had all my three babies in Dubai. Um, First one was induced, and so I was in labor for quite a while and I had an epidural and when it came to the pushing part, I was in the middle of watching um, Prison Break, and <laughs> they said to me, it's time to push, and I said, no, no, I want to finish watching this episode. And I didn't feel anything, and I had to have an
3: episiotomy, and it was all kind of... Okay. shiny. Mm. what is an episiotomy? An episiotomy is a measured cut given by the doctor in the perineum, which is the little skin between... That makes you want to clench your legs when people talk about it, um, but it's the, obviously that skin that stretches when you're giving birth between the vagina and the... Oh, my.
1: Yeah, you can say that famous <laughs> so that was uh, and then out uh, he popped nine pounds uh so for, for whatever that is in kilos 4.3 kilos he was yeah, that's, um that's decent
3: that's yeah, decent if you don't day day know what kaya looks easy. like she's uh probably weighs 50 kilos <laughs> and is like 130 centimeters tall <laughs> that's huge and broke in zuma while i was having sushi this is my favorite story isn't it um
1: favorite. i heard the pop I, wow Yeah And then water the, gushed oh, It was dramatic wow. Down my legs I ran through the restaurant They chased me with a bill I will never forgive you Zuma um, <laughs> But now she eats there for free No I wish <laughs> No I She and should me. And then and I got to the hospital And they told me to stop pushing They were like You're not ready And I said Yes, I am. And I didn't push. So my body pushed him out. Uh-huh. And there was no That's drugs. That's very interesting. But, uh, I know. And yeah. he, he was almost born, like, he fell out, literally fell mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. And then my third, Violet, um, similar, very quick.
3: Because I think, is that right that you, yeah. your body just gets... More stretchy? you
2: get there. no, no, you get loosey-goosey, You're
3: so good. <laughs> oh, in terms of yes, why births get quicker, basically the body, like, like the third child in general, the first and second make room mm-hmm. for everything in life, you know, punishments, how far they can get away with things, how quick they come out, the first and second definitely make room for the third, how the pelvic stretches, pelvic floor, how the um, baby comes down the birth canal and how the skin stretches, so it all gets much quicker. 'Cause I, I I have to say,
0: on that note, when I was pregnant with my second and I got pregnant at eight months,
3: like my first was eight months. Wow goodness the pressure mm. on the pelvic floor it was insane yeah so your um the uterine muscles the lower muscles definitely have stretched before and the baby tends to sit lower it's why you show quicker and it's that old wives tale where people say that you're having a boy or a girl depending how you carry so when it's sorry i believe that though do you believe in that mm. i can get
2: <laughs> i will go up to random women and do my but mom you've be like it, boy boy but girl, you've got a 50 percent chance of getting it right Alex. that's true. <laughs> <But I'm always laughs> I've never gotten it right. No, I'm wow. kidding. I have. I'm kidding. I
3: have. <laughs> so, yeah, it's got, you tend to show quicker. When you say you
0: show quicker, mm-hmm. which I have absolute experience, and Sarah and Kaya as well, mm-hmm.
3: I guess your tummy pops out Exactly. Earlier. Your abdominal muscles aren't as tight. Yeah. Um, and your uterus pushes them out qu- earlier.
2: Your uterus oh. pushes them out earlier. Mm-hmm.
3: So it sort of pushes on the abdominal muscle. And you sort of pop a little bit earlier in your gestation than you would, which is nice actually, because in your second and third pregnancies, you don't, you're a little bit less conscious that you're so pregnant, right? Because yeah, this sure is and much quicker. Because, Yeah, and because mm. the first time round, from four weeks, five weeks, we're obsessing about this baby, we know about the baby, it's all about the pregnancy. Second and third time, mums are so busy, you tend not to be as focused. So kind yeah, really. of the pop of the belly is a nice way of
1: reminding <laughs> <remembering>. Yeah. <laughs> that, oh, yeah.
2: This, those second and third babies, I feel so bad. Really. That's why
0: they're so relaxed. Why? In what way? Why, why, why do you feel I think so bad. too.
2: Sarah feels bad. Why? This is this is intense. Sarah feels bad. No, I just meant like, the first baby, you're so in line, and I was like, oh, she's a blueberry, now she's a kiwi. The third, people would be like, what week are you? I'm like, I have no idea. I know I'm having a boy. You know, yeah, scans are good, knock on wood. Like, whatever. It's just, it's so funny how much it changes. And the baby books. Mm-hmm. So like, first is like, I'm feeling like this, here's a photo of me and my husband second, a little less, third, I've written like, I love you no matter what, you're so understanding and smiley and it's it's what just, they, it changes. It's what's what they say isn't it, the first baby eats yeah. dirt and you you rush
3: into the doctor, the second baby eats dirt and you sort of brush it out of the mouth, yeah. the third baby eats dirt and you think hmm, organic meal for the day.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's so true.
3: It's true.
1: So can I just, um, I've done my little bit, let's ask Sophia, you've got two boys, what What are your birth stories like? Um, They're actually very good. So my first, I was as anyone,
0: petrified. Then I was supposed to be induced on a Saturday morning. And the Friday morning, things started to happen. Mm-hmm. And then he decided, like, I'm not going to be evicted. <laughs> I'm going to just come out. And yeah, it's not like my birth stories are not that dramatic, to be honest. They're, they're good. Like, I had amazing people around me. And where were
2: you? What city?
0: In Hong Kong. And
2: no, they were good. They mm. were amazing.
0: Actually. But mostly that's, I thank my husband and the people around me.
3: But I think that's nice to say that birth stories don't have to be dramatic. No. In terms of, I mean, what I see, you know, what I've seen for the last 15 years is that in the in the normalities where um, the majority of the births are and how women normally feel, <clears throat> you tend to hear some horror stories and they stick around in your mind. Or you hear, um, you know, potentially bad aspects of people's birth, and unfortunately, it's what sticks in your mind. Do you mean in terms of natural birth? Yeah, I mean, I think in terms of all aspects, uh, yeah, natural birth. So, you know, most ladies have a fairly
2: straightforward pregnancy, a normal birth. Um, And when we say normal birth, yeah, but those are, I I think you're right. Those aren't the stories that you remember. You remember Mm -hmm. the story like 4 a.m., she's on a flight, she has free Emirates flights (laughs) now. I'm all about the freebies. But, yeah, those are the
3: stories that you remember. That's exactly... And when women talk to me about what their fears are, their fears are always based on, I heard so-and-so had this, my friend had that, you know, or I'm looking to have an epidural, but I've heard, you know, these terrible stories about paralysis, or I'm looking, you know, petrified about this. And unfortunately you know, in the village that we make as women, as our support, they can be wonderful, but unfortunately, sometimes it can be a hindrance, because you tend to share things that are really traumatic, mm-hmm. and sometimes it's not appropriate for yeah. someone who's, you know, 38 weeks pregnant.
0: No, and I, I have to say, like, as, as a, I mean, I've given birth, what do you say, like, through your VJ? Vagina. <laughs> like, what do you say? Vagina. Yeah, a normal, yeah. normal yeah. vagina, whatever, guys. Yeah. And it's been fine. But I've heard so...
2: Before I did that, I was petrified. I was so scared. I cannot imagine giving birth through the beach. But you did try, didn't you, Sarah? No, the first time? I didn't. So, um, so my three... I had Adriana, my first, in Beirut. And she was breached from like 18 weeks. And, and we were joking like, oh, this baby's doing yoga. What is she doing? So completely breached. Mm-hmm. Um, a part of me was excited that I had to have a C-section only because my older sister... Had two C sections before me, so I'm like, okay, I can do it. I'll you get the it. inside scoop from her, and then I YouTubed it, which was the worst idea ever. The operation itself, yeah, the Ooh. whole operation. <laughs> Skype called my sister-in-law, my brother, Shit. who are doctors, just being like, why did how? Yeah, it was insane. Super really painful post really really bad for four days yes i think and then whatever gradually it gets better so i i've had three Mm c-sections and my second i got pregnant when he my third i got pregnant when he was six months old which was not a good idea because actually it was a high-risk pregnancy Mm -hmm. i had to do steroid shots and they say c-sections you have to space it out because you're cutting open your uterus and like how many layers seven layers or something And
3: it's, yeah, it's like, it's the muscles getting tired. I mean, the muscle gets completely stretched. Um, So the third time, the reason you should space it is because that wound is getting more and more
2: stretched. Yeah, it's crazy. And what's weird is I felt it the third time because... The C-section scar—it hurts. Like second time you're pregnant, it stretches. Yeah. And you're and whenever I used to get really tired or go to the gym, I would be like, "This scar is killing me." Third time round was like something is wrong. Agony. It felt yeah, it felt super stretched mm. out. Yeah. And second was emergency C-section. I almost had internal bleeding because my water broke and I didn't know what that was. I thought I was peeing. So we were on our way to dinner and I was like, "No, I gotta pee again." I have to pee again. My husband's like, what is going on? We're canceling dinner. Yeah, and we called the doctor and she's like, yeah, maybe just come in. And they they do a test Mm -hmm. to see, I'm sure you know, yeah, to see if it's amniotic fluid or urine. And I'm like, it's urine, like totally fine. They're like, yep, we're scheduling you in. You're delivering in an hour. I'm like, what? And it was so quick. He was born at... Literally 10 p.m. I was in the hospital like 8:39, 10 p.m. They're like, "Here's your baby." We didn't have clothes. We didn't have anything for him. It was, yeah, it was funny.
1: And Shani, you are um, a mom of one as I well am. as as well as being a midwife. So how was your
3: experience as a midwife and giving birth? <laughs> um, it was it was really good. Very normal. I felt I felt really in control, and like I really trusted the system. In, in some ways, I was scared because I thought, wow, I know so much. I'd, yeah, that's worse, I think. Yeah, unfortunately, I've seen, um, you know, emergencies and things not yeah, always okay. go to plan. But like I said before, I've also seen, you know, thousands of things go normally. So I really trusted in the system. I'd also delivered where I was working. So I trusted the doctors and I trusted the yeah. staff, which I had trained. It was kind of your own team. <laughs> it was. It was my team. It was my people, you know. And I think that makes a big difference. Like you were saying, the people around you, Sophia. Um, Absolutely. I think it's exactly right. It's the team that's around you that makes you feel so relaxed and calm. Um, And I think I was so... I felt in control too much that so I actually became a bit bossy. <laughs> I think I started to
2: occupational oh, <clears> therapist.
3: I actually I didn't think I would do this, but I found it hard to take my midwife hat off. I during mm-hmm, delivery in my in my labour when I I had twelve hours of um, labour at home. Which I always tell my clients to do. So I, I stuck to my own rule. Try and stay home as long as possible in early labor. And how does that feel
2: <clears> when <throat> you're starting out in labor? Um,
3: it was all in my back. I had oh, to oh, yes. that typical imagine that. first...
2: A baby. I can't imagine that.
3: Oh, it's a very strange because the the where people or oh, that's how people mistake not being in labour. They think it's always going to be in the front, but actually, your back. There's a band of nerve endings around your back where your uterus is pulling, <gasps> and you have like it feels like someone is crunching mm-hmm. on your bones, like your the worst period pains. And I like can put my worse. hand up and say, I actually, I'm one of
0: those people who shouted at my husband. He's coming. Through my behind,
2: you feel like that. Yeah, that's what it feels like. I cannot (laughs) (laughs) that. I'm like, I will have the smell of burnt skin over that pain because that's what you smell. Yeah, C-section. Oh yeah, you have the different phenomenon. And and C-section, you feel. So I always do. Like I always detail the analogy of going to the dentist, where you're numb because you're numb. You don't feel. You have an epidural, whatever. You're numb, but you feel like something is being taken mm-hmm. out. We call it that someone's what rummaging that? around in your handbag. Yeah, you feel it.
3: <laughs> we, we we always said it, women, okay, you're going to be numb, but it's going to feel like someone's rummaging in yeah, your handbag.
2: And... It's the it's so strange the feeling mm. and then something's taken out you feel like hollow and then you can hear them because you're awake and she's like where's the uterus I'm like I need it back <laughs> put it back I it. <laughs> no really where's the uterus and I hope you still have it <laughs> honestly and she's like we're putting put it everything back right back. now it's mine <laughs> she's like we're putting everything back you have the same number of organs and I'm like but and what's disgusting but- is you have a pan I'm sure you know and they put everything in it <laughs> on you. What? <laughs> yeah. What? Well, well they On have you. to,
3: they sort of... They don't remove the uterus, but they do have the uterus in their hand. Yeah,
2: they remove it. And it's out.
3: I, I mean, and some people, yeah, some doctors will put it um, on the sterile tray on, on, on the actual me. abdomen. So yeah, you know, you're literally.
2: I heard her things say do for our say the uterus has been extracted, and I'm like, what if I want a third? And this is with Ryan. Oh, you thought that she meant it was out. I thought filling. she meant like that's it, we've thrown it away, and I'm like, but I <laughs> want a <them> three. <laughs> you're I, like, <laughs> is she gonna keep
3: it's it? So bad. I did not consent to that.
2: Yeah, I mean, and so you. Yeah, that's a totally
3: different feeling that you've had. But, yeah, the back pain was out of control. And so I used a, something called a TENS machine, which um, it's a little electrical stimulation yeah. device. Does it you can, work? It, you know what, Kaya? It works when you don't know it's working. So what I mean by that is when you turn it off, then you're like – Holy hell, it was working. What does it do? What is it? It's basically, um, it works in, it's, it's tiny little pads that you stick on your back or the front of your abdomen and it sends little electrical impulses to the area. So oh it works God. in two ways. So as we know that our brain controls pain yeah, in an electrical stimulus to our body. So if we cut out that nerve pain by confusing the message to the brain, you actually get less pain. So the electrical stimuluses actually confuse the pain signal. With
2: happiness. For the C-section ladies out there, why wouldn't they have that post-C-section for recovery? And
3: that's because a, good, that's pain, a very good, that's yes. a good point. Um, the only thing is, is that you wouldn't be want, want to stick it Right on the wound, you'd want that to be healed. So, um, so, but it actually it's used for sports injuries, it's used in many arenas um, mm. of not just birth, but there's a special birthing one. So, I had that on for about 12 hours, and I remember I kept telling my husband, Right, you know, the best thing to do, and you know, the blessing over the years as me being a midwife. He's always, you know, come home from a shift, all sorts on my uniform,
2: telling how. with does that mean? All sorts well, on you my uniform. Just, you can just imagine. It's a what I get.
3: I get Splattered, oh. with. and he knows all the stories. So he's heard, you know, the nights that I've been away for fourteen hours in an emergency. So. He was petrified, of course, for this delivery because he had heard more than any man should ever hear, the poor thing. and um, But because it went so smoothly, he ended up being fantastic and he, he thought it was brilliant because all his worst nightmares didn't come true. So That's he good. thought it was brilliant. Yeah. Um, so I'd always said to him, right, you know, when, when I tell you it's time to go to the hospital, just try and convince me to stay at home for longer. 12 hours into it, I,
0: I started contracting too. Or again. you're like knocking down the door. Like, <clears throat> I didn't want this. I want to go
3: out. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I'm mooing yeah, in the corner. <laughs> I was basically just silently doing oh, it. Oh,
2: and I thought, I'll go to the lounge. I won't <laughs> wake him up. Okay, I'm so sorry. But can we just go back to that? Mooing in the corner. That's, what, how, I I I thought, that's how I thought I was going <laughs> to deliver. So true. I wanted to be that woman in the movies who's like, <laughs> I never got to do that. Maybe push. shall, yeah. were you doing that? I was doing it slightly silently, yeah, on
3: my own. So in the morning, I went and woke him up. Silently? Well, you know, I was it's trying just to be very... Probably not that silent. Not that silent. There was a slight moo coming from me. <laughs> um, and I went and woke him up and I said, um, I, said, I think it's time to go to the hospital. And he, and he woke up and he says to me, why don't we all just go back to sleep? I went, Who's we all? It's you and me and the kid inside trying to squeeze their way out. So, who were you talking about? It so was nice. like, I you know, I'm being supportive. You told That's me to amazing. try and you to stay at home for long, and I was like, you will get out of bed now. And so then driving along Shakeside Road, whoo, my back was just in. I was just holding on to the... I cannot um, imagine. That's what they're, That is what the, those handles are for I in cars. Think, I think that's right? exactly yeah, what they're the for. You know those handles? That at help the top. you get in and out of the yeah, car. So totally. I was holding on to that. I couldn't have my seatbelt on. I was crouched in, you know, basically in a fetal position in the chair. Um, and got to hospital... I was four centimetres and I thought, oh, I mean, which is pretty good for the first time. you know? That's amazing. Um, and then, but then I was sort of stuck. My contractions were 15 minutes apart, no closer and no further apart. So in that hell where you can't sleep because they're so close together, but they're not close enough to keep you going in labour. So they broke my water. I tried as long as I could. I had the gas, um, which and still had the TENS machine working. Uh, the gas like it does for a lot of people makes you a bit woozy and also when they break the water that is painful it, yeah how do they do that with a big needle thing <laughs> <laughs> they do right that's yeah. how yeah. I imagine it there's a little well little there's quite a long looking plastic hook um, only a tiny portion of it actually goes in it's actually more like for the a handle um, and oh God. I mean it hurt physically there's no nerve endings at the water bag but the physical pain of someone examining you that deeply. I think the effect of it also. That... Well, yeah, because the, the bag of waters is a, a huge natural hormonal release. So, I mean, the bag of waters um, has amazing things in it. So, it's got nutrients for the baby. The baby's actually been drinking that water. That water actually it's helps amazing. to develop it the baby's. Amazing. Yeah, helps to develop the baby's taste and um, esophageal tract. Actually, without the water, the baby wouldn't develop that. Um, and the baby drinks it and also pees it out. Um, so, I mean, but it's not pee as we know it. it's very sterile. So the baby's constantly in this lovely warm liquid, it's also filled with hormones. So when the bag breaks, your body voom, goes into another state of flavor.
2: So, what if I had stayed home
3: with my water? Because ah. it was, it, you probably would have started contracting after that. You would have but started I don't feeling. do I know
2: what that feels like? Um, because when I went in, I think, no, with Adriana. So Adriana, I had a C-section for 38 weeks. Oh, my first baby, yeah. Yeah, yeah, so with Adriana at 38 weeks, and the doctor was like, you're having contractions Mm. at 36 weeks. weeks. And I'm like, I don't feel anything. Your
3: uterus is like a muscle, and it will contract probably from some people 32 weeks onwards some are painful and some are not painful yeah so when your contractions are i always have two p's so they have to be painful and in a pattern so when you start to get that then you're at more risk of going into labor and with you with the booked c-section you don't want that to happen
2: so and she was breached and she was like it's done no is it possible Shani, to give birth to a breached baby like vaginally it is um and they turn what is that called where they um
3: nordic countries the uk ireland new zealand a breached vaginal delivery is still practiced it's got to do with skill set and um, the skill set of the hospital, the performance of the obstetrician, and funnily enough, the insurance of that hospital. So yeah, unfortunately, sure. like sure. everything about birth, it comes yeah. down to safety and regulation. Um, so <clears throat> about 30 years ago, no, probably longer than that, there was an awful journal that came out that dismissed vaginal breech births as being dangerous. Um, it was actually uh, not adhered to the normal standards of research now where you have to have a case study, you have to have someone review it. It was just kind of randomly published. Crazy. I cannot imagine. And from that, you wouldn't believe it, the world changes practices. 30% of all women in the world now don't have a choice. And so what practices changed, skill set changed. So if you were a 35-year-old doctor... And you're coming up in your practice and you stop doing breach deliveries you're not gonna do it when you're 40 or 50 or 60 Mm -hmm. so teaching hospitals um, still do it so big teaching hospitals in the UK um, where did you say sorry uh, Sweden. Sweden. Stop them. I know they do it all they the time. They do. I mean, and um, Greenland is st- still doing it. They're still very big with that. So, yeah, but unfortunately, it's Definitely not s- in Beirut. So the bree- oh, okay. breech means that the baby's butt is down. Yes. Or the feet. Now, you can't yeah, deliver a feet. baby with the feet down. So mm-hmm. that's why her you would never down. have had a choice. Yeah. Because obviously when you think about this, the opening of the uterus, the mm-hmm. cervix, it has to be 10 centimetres, which is the size of the baby's head. So the cervix may be 7 centimetres and the legs have come out. Out. Oh my
1: god! I've got this picture in my head of like legs hanging out. Well, That's I mean, disgusting. can you imagine?
3: So, so yeah. legs? No, you can't deliver that vaginally. But the butt, funnily enough, and it's cute little round shape, is the same as the head. So, when the, if the butt has delivered, same size, you mean? Yes, the same yeah. circumference. So, it's the cervix will stretch yeah. to that. So, if the butt has delivered, then we are sure that the shoulders oh and the head god. will be able to fit through. Um, but part. the moving of the baby is called um, the official word for it's ECV. And it just basically means that it's an external version which means that you're physically um, moving the baby into a head down position from the from the top of the uterus and but what you do is um, you have to have again a practitioner that knows what they're doing you have to be admitted to hospital have a little hormone that relaxes your uterus and from the outside with oil or gel the doctor physically around like a clock
0: i have had friends going through that in sweden it yeah. did it work Ye-
3: yes. the baby yeah yes. so yes. The, if if the woman so there's certain categories of women that can fit it you can't just be any random person that has mm. that done you have a very slim chance you have to have the right amount of water the baby can't be too big yeah. Um, <clears> throat> throat> so yeah if you fit into that category yeah. the doctors can turn it um, and but it apparently it's hospitals. also uncomfort- like uncomfortable huge uncomfortable I can imagine sounds weird. horrendous yeah <laughs> seeing it done is an absolute like I miracle mean, it's And you see the woman's belly shape change. And especially when they get to the sideways position, so they kind of get that 3 o'clock and 9 o'clock mark, and the baby's sideways like a little football, and then bang, then it goes down. So how long would it take, the whole thing? Uh, You shouldn't be trying probably more than 15 minutes. Oh, okay. It's it's either working or it's not. (laughs) It's like the
1: baby's a one, a Glock, two, a
3: Glock, three, (coughs) for hours. (laughs) It's either working or it's not. And if it's not working, they should stop. But, yeah, I mean... It's certainly one of the ways to avoid caesareans. If you get told that you've got a breech baby new to caesarean, your doctor may offer that to you. So hospitals in the UAE would do that, would be probably Latifa and Corniche Hospital in Abu Dhabi. Yeah big hospitals mm-hmm. with huge amount of staff and all of that
1: and um so you uh, your contractions were doing the thing where they weren't happening often enough. yeah
3: unfortunately so i was stuck in that what we call that spurious labor so then they broke my water um my back got my contract contractions normally last anywhere from two to three minutes mine were lasting six to seven minutes each i couldn't wrap my head around that so i'd get to the three minute mark I'd be okay and then the next 3 in that time I was t- I knew that I needed help and for some reason I wanted to try as long as possible without an epidural. I mean, I also wouldn't, I was open to everything. My my motto as a midwife is don't say no to anything unless you know, go That's through yeah. it first. And so I knew I needed an epidural, but I also knew that I wanted to wait a little bit longer. So my midwife hat was on because I was thinking in my mind, right, if I'm getting back pain, she must be facing slightly backwards. If she's facing backwards, it's going to take me longer to push. So I need to be upright. Right. So I was thinking all of this while I was in labor. Oh, my God. I was just
1: like, get me out of here. was an anesthetist.
3: So eventually I did get an epidural, um, which was great. My One of my very good friends was an anesthetist. He came in, gave me an epidural. amazing. And um, funnily enough, that's all I needed because about an hour and 45 minutes later, I was ready to push. So, so the epidural um, actually helped to relax me in a way that my pelvic floor was never relaxed. That's the other thing about epidurals. You know, people quite often talk about the epidurals cause cesareans. Um, the epidural doesn't, in fact, the medication doesn't cause cesareans, but if you're in bed for a long amount of time, 12 hours 14 can hours imagine that. with an epidural yeah your gravity's not working your pelvic floor's not working so and you're exhausted so i have a lot
2: of friends who have been in labor for 12 like here in dubai actually a lot of who, have, who were in labor 12 hours and then had to have a c-section <clears throat> can you imagine yeah that's yeah.
0: actually what pushed me like well, not, not me like pushed my first out so i was in the hospital and i've been at it for yeah a good 10 hours with no pain relief with pain relief okay yeah but uh, you know you get tired right like it's, it's, it's like running a marathon mm-hmm. twice and then my obs- oh, obstetrician came in she's like well you know the heart rate is slowing down he's getting tired you are tired we're gonna have to take him out we're prepping like theater theater oh. yeah oh. and then I, I was know. like no and then I was just like, wow, and they came up.
3: Uh-huh, yeah. So it is that um, mental the st- strength yeah, that comes out when you're determined. I mean, that, and that's what I see so much. It's why we should never predict a woman's going to need a cesarean based on, you're too short, the baby's too big. That doesn't ever work because, so predicting someone needs a cesarean is, <clears throat> there's a very low category for that. They have to literally be... F- four foot tall mm-hmm. with a huge baby, you know. So <laughs> saying, saying that someone needs a cesarean just because the baby, you know, you look short or so-and-so, there's quite an art to it because what happens is the pelvis moves centimetres in your delivery. The baby's head squishes and moulds in the delivery and then you can't underestimate the woman's determination of, you know, getting so, there.
0: When you've been lying there like with your punani... <laughs> Like for
1: Dennis like that. I no,
0: f you. Yeah. This dude's coming out where he's supposed to go. Actually,
1: that's just... funny. I wanted to ask you about um, behavior, like women's behavior, yes. because my um, I became very apologetic in labor. So of course, because you're British. No, but this is. I... <laughs> I yeah, was like I'm really you know I'd say something I swear something. I'm, I'm very sorry I'm very sorry and then the horrible thing happened which I will share with everyone I pooed like oh my god I'm so sorry I'm so sorry I'm terribly sorry and then you know like focusing <laughs> on like apologising to all these guys
2: like I'm sorry there's blood
3: everywhere yeah, yeah. with your second I think with all of them actually mm. well especially your second and third would have come so quick yeah so yeah oh, look my... unfortunately people there's two things that women always, or my girlfriends always say to me when they're you know pregnant that they're petrified of one is pooping and two is tearing. You know, it's like where people are so worried about that's, that. Let's them up first. Pooping, pooping. You correct, completely correct. Probably happens to eighty-five to ninety.
2: You will poop. Yes. And, so, no, yes. and pee. Oh, so pee for sure. What we're
3: doing is we're pushing in an area where it, it gets used for pooping and peeing, um, exactly. and so you don't have a catheter. No, 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 okay, not not doing birth. Yes, sometimes if you have an epidural for a long time, they put a catheter in. Mm -hmm. But so, P, so when you push, I mean, even if you're, you know, if you practice your pelvic floor, the only thing you know how to squeeze is sort of your butt, right? You know, Mm -hmm. it's very hard to articulate those muscles. So, when you're pushing and you've got, you know, a three kilo plus baby pushing down there and it's pressing right on the bowel, so poop does come out. And in fact, if you if you are pooping, it means you're pushing in the right direction. That's what we always say. it's a- so You're
1: not like oh gross that woman's
3: like never because that's no. how I saw it. I was like oh they're gonna hate me now. <laughs> never, never. It, in fact, it, it's probably you know we probably don't experience a birth without it. So we've got we're set up for it. You know we've got special cloths underneath you. We have special plastic. We have the antiseptic ready. So we predict it's going to happen. So it's something that you shouldn't worry about. You've got way more. you you
1: can't poo on the baby as it's coming out?
3: No. It's a very good question, actually, because the the distance physically between the vagina and the anus when you're pushing is actually far. Um, And when you're pushing, your pelvis is, if you're in stirrups especially, your pelvis is pushed up. So actually, your bottom is sort of in the bed and the vagina is further up and the the bottom is down in the bed and we have cloths covering it. Okay. And some women vomit also. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, huge. I did. Oh, did you? Yes. While you're pushing? Um, or Just before. So that's very interesting. Huge surge of hormone just before you push. So, you know, midwives have this funny thing of knowing what a woman's doing without her saying it. So things like she'll curl her toes suddenly and she hasn't been curling her toes. That means something to us. She'll start to vomit. It means that that the baby has gone into a different... Either she's gone into a different phase of flavor or she's getting ready to push. Vomiting... As just before you push is very common, and it's a huge surge of hormone going to the uterus, your body's response. So we try to keep the body as normal as possible. Mm -hmm. Unless you're the poor women that are vomiting every five minutes, then, yeah, we can offer them something. I did not. I Um, just... uh, And actually, vomiting helps you pushing because you're hurling, and this baby keeps on coming. (laughs) I have had women vomit their babies out. You know, not a push was to be seen, but they vomited the whole time, and bang, there's your baby. Um, But another classic of behaviour is the Comments of, I want to go home now. I'm getting off the bed, right? And then you know the baby's that. coming. I'm done. I'm done. That was, that was me. I said, <laughs> well, I,
0: I just said, I shouted, I'm scared. I don't want this anymore. Yeah, and then um, I had an ma- amazing obstetrician. She was like, well, you cannot leave because... <laughs> You he know, no, have the baby's I'm out, out yeah. right now. And Jacob, he's like my husband. He was like, well, the baby's coming. I was like, well, I, I, I'm done. I don't want to be here anymore. And I think that is a very typical... I think you feel trapped, probably. Yeah, you yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. And you think you
3: have a choice, but you don't. Yeah, and um, it's overwhelming. At that stage, your body has reached the pinnacle of hormone influence, emotional influence, and your body is kind of telling you oh God, to time exactly. to finish. And you're vomiting, don't and worry. it's painful, and just like, I want to go home. I yeah. want to go
1: home to mommy. And the poor husband. So my husband, they kept saying to him, massage her belly, massage her back. And I was like, get off her. And I think they don't know what to do. They don't.
3: Know. No. In my classes, when I um, teach the prenatal classes, I have a whole segment for husbands of what they should do because they do, they feel like the third wheel. You can, you know, women quite often have a very strong bond with their midwife or their doctor yeah. and the husbands are sort of like flapping in the breeze. You know, the job was done nine months
2: <laughs> Poor ago. Poor guys. So they're and, like, why are you still here?
0: Get out. <laughs> and also, I remember Jacob. Feeding me dried apricots. I was like, I don't want this. What is this?
3: I don't want it. <laughs> Poor guy. Someone probably told him, you know. Yeah.
1: Or spraying right. the face with
2: the mist. Yeah, oh, yeah. Stop spraying me. <laughs>
3: yeah, I was like, no. I'd get the men that listen, you just have to pick up on the non-verbals, you know, like if she's curling wishing,
2: toes, get out
3: yeah. of the room. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <Some> <laughs> like, Run for your life. And <laughs> if she's, you know, if she's looking thirsty, you don't hand her a bottle of water with the lid still on. You know, you put the straw in and you aim the straw
2: at her mouth. You know, all those tiny little things. I think C section, total opposite. So he was in the room with me and Mm. I kept saying, You're standing so far away, come close. And he's like, I don't want to see anything behind the curtain. And I wanted him just closer. Yeah. Because I, I don't know why. But that's a lot of pressure for him to be in the cesarean. Yeah, he was.
3: the operating theatre. No, he was People are wearing, wearing masks. Yeah, and he was wearing and a mask. scrubs, yeah. And so it's a whole yeah. different other pressure of being in... Probably, I'd say, slightly scary. I really thought he was going to faint. Yeah. The first
2: time. Do
3: uh, some f- men faint? Oh, yeah. Fainting yeah, husbands of are, are quite a thing. I, I once had a lady that was um, having an epidural, and the husband was insisting on standing up, and we had a policy that husbands should sit down, because we've had them faint before no no he wanted to stand up and literally i was so focused the husband fainted and i caught him with one hand and i kept injecting with the other and then he just was like oh my god you're super wow a super midwife it was was just like the reaction that i I knew this woman couldn't move but i knew that he couldn't fall so we just laid down and we just kept going like honey are you okay you're like everything's under control yeah and he just after a while he came to um but husbands normally i've never seen someone faint at the birth because they kind of had this adrenaline, you know, the baby's mm. coming, to see the head. Um, but, yeah, fainting does happen, especially after a, a procedure, so the epidural, which is scary when, it, when they're thinking about needles mm-hmm. with blood transfusions, taking oh. blood, that type of thing sets them off. But yeah. delivery themselves, men are, it's always when I tear up is when men cry.
0: <laughs> so, Shani, what about the funny? Yeah, what
3: happens with your...
0: DJ. Yeah. yeah. Well,
3: look, it's something I think... So, um, look, people mistake the fact that if you need stitches to that, your pelvic floor will be weaker. So stitches are at the skin, and no matter how, got nothing to do with... Too
1: tightly in my case, sorry. Ouch. Yeah.
3: And then they had to remove it? Really?
1: No, it just kind of
3: stretched out, but it was really painful. Mm, and swollen. Yeah. 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 So oh, the actual skin itself... Is meant to stretch and come back together, but of course, when we put stitches into it, we lose that natural elastic ability. So it can be really painful, and that area is very swollen. Um, It's very vascular, so a lot of blood's going to it. Um, Unfortunately, with everything else going on down there, it can be. You can stitches get infected. Um, So, and people, you know, you can do perineal massage ready for the stretching of that skin. Oh my god.
2: (laughs) <laughs> I'm dizzy even thinking about it. Honestly. <laughs> you're loving your cesareans right now. A uh, um, little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, wow, I didn't have any of that.
3: So you can stretch that skin area, but skin is like anything. is very individual. And no matter how much people massage that area, actually, you never know if you're going to need stitches or not. It's kind of like if you scar, if, you, if you're someone that keloid scars, you oh, might yeah. need bad stitches. Yeah. So you're talking pre-birth, okay. yeah. I'm talking probably at delivery. So okay. Let's talk about the skin at delivery. Mm-hmm. Whether it stretches or not is very much a part of how prepared was that skin before. You have a nice controlled birth, and the and your your heritage and nationality actually, because so different women from different parts of the world tend to tear. Worse. So unfortunately for Asian women, um, Indian women, their skin is a little bit more friable, so they tend to have a little bit more stitches. Yeah, and diet. So vegetarian women who lack a lot of iron um, and the connectivity tissue in skin tends to unfortunately make the skin a little bit weaker. At that area so diet has a lot to play with it which i only sort of found out when i came here and i was exposed to you know mm. a wonderful amount of cultures and people from all around the world delivering um and we you know we've got to sort of make patterns of who is needing more help after delivery i'd say the perineum takes at least three to four weeks to fully feel normal again people well i mean i have to say I think maybe because I'm Scandinavian and uh, we
0: eat meat and dairy, and but I had one stitch with my first, yeah, no stitches with my second. So for me, it was an amazing experience because I could basically walk from like delivering my mm-hmm. child. Oh, I could go to the it bathroom and do whatever In I needed, whatever it. I needed to do, and then yeah. without like being graphic, like six weeks later when they have as as let's be graphic, as they say, the sex checkup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was good to go.
1: Hiya? No, I had, Speak I don't out. know how many stitches, but lots. With all three, I had stitches. Mm. The first I was cut, the episiotomy, the second two I tore, and I remember. Oh, my, it was just horrible. And I made the mistake of getting a mirror for the first (gasps) time. Oh,
0: no. And Did you have, like, as my American friends said in Hong Kong, who gave birth at the same time, did you get, like, a railroad down there? It was horrendous, yeah. Yeah. It
1: was black, big black
3: stitches. And I was... I remember sitting on the toilet going, oh, my
1: God, what is this? Like, and it was painful. I'd
3: sit on a ring and... Oh, gosh, that's... I mean, you had quite big babies for your size, mm so... Your uterus and your hips are able to give birth to those babies, but the skin needs a little bit of extra help. So for your size, your babies, I I would never have predicted that you had babies that size.
2: Mm, Yeah,
3: big old babies.
2: (laughs) How many many stitches do you have for C-section? Oh, they don't count. Yeah, no. They don't count. It's (laughs) like 45. Perfect but
3: yeah you it's have a, a lot you have a totally different experience with yeah. you know wound pain and stitch pain oh my god with yourself. No. it's very and pain. i
2: totally forgot after c-sections you sleep sitting up because you can't lean you i couldn't laugh mm. i couldn't laughing my and of course my dad was coming to the hospital whatever visiting because you laugh and you're yeah you're stitching I and you,
3: your abdominals have been cut you know i always say to oh women, my
2: god it's yeah. the
3: only it's the only major abdominal surgery in the world we have to wake up and look after someone you know oh of
2: course god, women to go through that. Uh, yeah, you know, and no walking, one else ever has to go through that. Walking was the worst after. Mm-hmm. So, actually, no, much more than four days. I don't know what I'm talking about. Because walking after that surgery is so, showering. You shower like hunched over. Yeah, hunched over. You're like this. Mm,
3: so painful yeah so uh, you know you're right first cesarean actually they even say up to six weeks before you can do exercise or yeah. drive yeah, um, yeah. anything that's twisting and you're not supposed to lift
2: lift anything heavy like a child. um a bit like your firstborn honestly because with the second you're obviously I had a c-section but you, and your first my daughter wasn't even two but I couldn't lift her which of course you do and then you're like I for sure I have internal bleeding or I've mm. opened something yeah
3: that's really hard yeah. for the second and third babies yeah. so you can't cuddle them you can't lift them and no. of course you will
2: but you do of course and it's just yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. Um, but the perineum itself uh, the what Say the, the, the perineum so the skin that that gets sutured that yeah. little rim of skin the in between the vagina and the anus uh, but the actual vaginal wall and the pelvic floor look that from birth can actually take a long time to spring back into shape and maybe some people's pelvic floor i'd say people complain of weeing when they sneeze um or having some you know urinary incontinence or when they go to a trampoline park oh uh, bounce they need to have cell nappies yeah, adult no, nappies. Nappies. yeah. so like you know they have the signs of Bounce socks, bounce adult nappies, you know, needs to be all <laughs> included with the package. Not a
2: bad idea. That's a design <laughs> adventure. Next.
3: Um, so uh, pelvic floor can take a long time to spring back. And I'd say to women that when you can, after delivery, start doing your Kegels. If you halfway during your pee. Scrunch okay. up, hold, hold your pee and try not to let one drop pass and then let go again and do that three times during every pee. And the strongest you can, the, if you can hold it in, you know, you're doing pretty well. How is your pelvic floor? I still, if I'm very, if I have a big fall, so my daughter is... 14 months old and if I've got a really full bladder and I'm at the gym jumping I'll have to do a little pee Mm -hmm. don't we all but I think that's normal like this is the funny thing I mean is it normal my mum I remember my mum she I'm one of three and mum would you know always sneeze and go oops you know and we'd all laugh about it and I thought oh my god so her you know my her eldest is forty, my, and so she had her last baby thirty years ago, and she's peed every time she's laughed since then. I mean, is that normal? Should we be doing that? I and, agree with Chani I don't think it is something we have to go through. And so exercise definitely helps, and I think we need to be more educated about doing that really regularly. I mean, we don't do anything for ourselves. Let's be honest. I mean, what do we? We barely make it to, our you know, gynaec appointments. You know, let alone doing exercises on the toilet. We're in the toilet hiding from the kids. Let's be honest. You know, just. <laughs> (laughs) to do a pee in peace let alone doing our kegels i love it and pee (laughs) in peace
1: never happens they're always banging
2: on that door (laughs) oh my god i know
3: so kegels so yeah skin takes a while to heal but pelvic floor takes a long time okay some women do your kegels tip number one when you are peeing what do you do shani Clench your butt muscles and try and hold the pee. Try not to let anything drip out in the middle of your pee. So then your urge is there, but your muscles have to hold it. How many times? Try and do it at least three times during the pee process. Okay. Really? Yeah. During the same pee. Mhm. It depends how long that you you're holding okay. it. So try and do it as much as possible. Um. So yeah, Kegels exercises before pregnant, before delivery. Tip number two with regards to a vaginal birth
0: and mm-hmm. then I think tip number three can be with regards to a c-section. Shani, what do you do about your fanny?
3: <laughs> well, <clears throat> I would say that you would try to prepare for your birth by massaging the perineal area. So that literally involves you kind of stretching your the vagina slightly. Where? <clears throat> um, If you imagine that you you actually graph yeah, you actually (laughs) this we need a video. You actually pull down on that little bit of skin which is the entrance to the vagina Mm -hmm. slightly with your thumb and you are just stretching the skin, you're pulling downwards towards the butt, um, kind of in the six o'clock Mm-hmm. fashion um pulling down slightly and massaging that skin with some oil so olive oil almond oil coconut oil um really massaging that waiting for it helps with the elasticity when you push it doesn't guarantee no stitches wow but like anything if you train it it might just help tip number three with regards to c-section the
2: pain will go away that's it focus on the sushi that you can order <laughs> just get distracted the pain is the pain but in terms of getting up and
3: down what were you saying you know you have to not use your you can't use your abdominals so you have to use your,
2: your hands I didn't I didn't really do that actually the tip has to be walk the same day as your c-section great tip yeah the, really? definitely mm-hmm. yeah that the, is the
3: tip officially. the quicker you move the better yeah. your body heals yeah
2: even though it's even though it might be like two steps three steps four steps plus you're super dizzy and order sushi so walk it out walk it out
1: Thank, Thank you. you. I could chat for hours. I, I want know. to meet Me all <laughs> the first. I, know, it's I want so to. Interesting. I love it. I love
3: this. This is amazing. We we'll have to do another one. I think you have the best job in the world. It's a miracle what you it's, do. It's amazing. It, it is. I have. I. I think it's the best job in the world. So we are super thankful for having you here and. Where can they find you? Um, so, I do prenatal classes um, at hatch, www.hatch.ae, and I'm also doing some classes in Al Clinic on the Palm. Thank you so much. Thank
0: honestly. you. And it's not goodbye, it's do bye bye.